Hi everyone and welcome back to the Thesa Reality. I'm Ananya and today we have a very special guest with us today who in my opinion is very underrated on TikTok, always makes content about things that needs to be talked about and is involved in a nonprofit called Atlas Apparels, which you guys should totally check them out on Instagram. It's Ishman Wani. Hi everyone. All right, Ish, thank you so much for coming on. This means a lot to me. Yeah, of course, anytime. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, all right, so I guess we should just jump right in. So my first question for you is, what does mental health mean to you? Um, I think mental health is something that is, it's like not talked about at all in the Indian community, South Asian community, and it's completely disregarded. And um, it means a lot to me, even though I haven't had that many mental health challenges, um, but I've seen a lot of people around me go through it. And I've lived in a predominantly Caucasian community, and all those people seem to be getting the help they, they need from their parents, from uh, the people around them. But um, when it comes to when I came on TikTok and I saw so many um, uh, Daisy people who were facing these mental health challenges, but they didn't seem to like have someone to help them out or they didn't have someone with them to care for them about their mental health. It showed me like how much of uh, how much of a stigma mental health itself is inside the basic community. And uh, that's something that I've seen some people try to make a change in. Like, I'm, I'm not sure if you've heard of Sujoy, um, but he's definitely tried to help a lot of people out um, with mental health. And I'm trying to follow that same path. And I always try to reach out to people if I see like anything like suicidal or um, any sort of like mental breakdowns, I'll try to reach out to people, DM them and be like, if you ever need anything, I'm here for you. If you need anything to talk to, I'm always here for you. So it means a lot to me because um, even though I haven't faced a lot of mental health problems, like I know my parents, if I did have those, they, they would be completely oblivious if I did. So I'm happy I don't. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I've also kind of grown up in a predominantly Caucasian area as well. So I do relate to that. Um, and yeah, it's definitely something that TikTok opened my eyes to as well. Um, all right. So moving on to our next question. In the South Asian community, there tends to be certain topics specifically that have, tend to have a lot of stigma around them. Um, and one of these is definitely women's health. So do you think women's health is perceived differently in the South Asian community? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say like around like thousands of years ago when uh, like Hinduism was predominantly the major religion in South Asia, women's health uh, was not a huge stigma because uh, in our in like the Vedas and like uh, other books uh, of Hinduism, they say about like how women's health needs to be prioritized. Not only that, but when women uh, are on their menstrual cycle or on their um, like around their period they are like divine they they're already like considered goddesses in hinduism but when when they are when they're on their period they're considered to be at their peak i guess uh, it could be said and um that's why they shouldn't be they shouldn't enter like temples and stuff like that because they're so powerful then and that has slowly changed over time due to colonization due to invaders it's changed into this huge stigma that women's health should not be talked about should not be dealt with with and it's it, it hurts me a lot like when i see my parents not talk about it at all like um even though we don't i'm the only child and i don't have a sibling but like my mom completely hides it um and 
I've never even seen any products at our house, and I just think that like it's it's so frowned upon that it'll never be brought up. And that like when it is brought up in school, they're very hesitant to even let us learn about it in school as well. And that's one of the saddest things for me because like if if we could uh, go back to the original times where all this was okay, it would it would just be so much better and so much of a more um, easier society for females to live in in India and even in the U.S. But as uh, Gen Z generation takes over, I feel like a lot of Indian females, a lot of Indian males would um, be more prone to talking about this subject. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I definitely think that even in our school systems, like at least for me when I was growing up, when we were learning about health, like women, like girls and boys were separated into two rooms. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Right. And so... I mean, it's kind of sad, you know, sometimes boys are so oblivious that, like, they don't even know how pads or tampons even work, Um, and it's not their fault. It's also... Exactly, yeah, it's it's all uh, nature versus nurture, that, like, this is stuff that needs to be taught to us at a very young age, but it's not because of the huge stigma. Uh, There's a lot of stigmas, I'm not sure if we're going to go over them later, but I can definitely go into how they have relations to women's mental health and their um, their health, like menstrual cycle, and etc. It all ties in together. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving on to our next question. Uh, why do you think it's so important to talk about women's health and spread awareness about breaking that stigma? I think it's, it's most important because it's of the guys in our community because I feel like a lot of girls already deal with it, right? But there's a lot of guys that are very... Have, a very closed mindset in my opinion uh, about females health because of their parents a lot of them are um, like only guys in the family so they don't know much about it and when when uh, they hear about it, when they first learn about it they're taught about it as a joke by like um, by other mentors or like by other other people that surround them and that causes a lot of problems because then um, when when it's actually needs to be when it needs to be prioritized it's it's not, and it's it's seemed to people as a joke, and people can like um, make fun of it when it's a very serious topic, especially in the basic community because it's not taken care of. Like, um, I know that a lot of fem- Indian females, like uh, many of them, don't even are aren't even allowed to use tampons, or they they don't know how to use tampons because they ha- uh, and they have to use pads for that reason. They have to use tissue paper, and um, it's it's very sad because like. American parents, they the first thing they teach their kids when they get their period is how to how to put on a tampon, how to uh, insert one. But with like what I've seen with uh, the relationships that I've had with uh, other females, it's like, um, no, I wear a pad and like uh, we don't know how to put on a tampon. And I I was like so confused. I was like, wait, my American friends have they know everything about it. They even taught me how to do everything. But when it when it comes to the Desi community it was, it was very sad to see that so that's one thing that's uh that strikes me the reason why i want to talk about it yeah absolutely i i definitely agree with that and i think i've seen that personally in my life as well um moving on to the next question so i know we kind of talked about um how one of the main reasons we want to talk about women's health is because a lot of boys really don't have a clear perception of what it is and its importance so um, why do you think it's so important to like teach boys about women's health? Like, how do you think that them not knowing about it affects their mental health? 
because boys are going to be future fathers eventually and uh, when and i've just seen it that uh usually guys are more connected with their mothers and uh girls are more connected with their dads and if a dad doesn't have the proper understanding of a menstrual cycle or uh, uh any uh sort of female products or any sort of an understanding of that then that's going to be very problematic especially when girls tend to see father as a very important figure in their family and that could have a heavy toll on them because the mothers are always usually especially in the basic community they're pretty strict and they're pretty harsh while the dads are more uh tend to be lenient it, it could be vice versa but a father has a very important role in the basic family and if and one of the important roles that needs to be in place is taking care of female health especially when the mother is not around and uh that's why I think it's very important to uh, teach it to other um, males because they are on the pathway to becoming future dads. Yeah, absolutely. That's even something I didn't even think about, but for sure, I'd agree with that. Um, all right, moving on to our next question. Uh, so what specific factors do you think contribute to the stigma around women's health? And if you want to talk about how that like connects to women's mental health as well you can yeah um i think it's it's not the parents fault first of all i think it's it's been integrated in our system for so long and i think the major cause of this is colonization indian colonization and um india has faced so much colonization throughout the years so much so many invaders and their teachings have been brought along with them which has caused a lot of, which has influenced a lot of religions, has influenced a lot of cultural beliefs, uh, which leads to, um, which leads to a lot of uh, stigmatization. And if we look at it in the in South India, females, Hindu females, have like celebrations when they have their period, while as in North India they ha- they're banished, they're banished into going to this different uh, household that's super dirty and like they have to live there because they're seen as unclean. Before none of that even existed, the the female healthcare and female menstrual cycle was worshipped in Hinduism. But throughout time, like I said before, it's changed, and uh, this, it's unfortunately this has happened, and uh, it's led to a lot of um, hatred towards it. And I don't blame our parents for it. I, I blame our society and how we've reacted to it over time as well. And through colonization, so I think that's that's where it stems from. But I think it's very good that as we're moving in society, I see changes, and I see that as Gen Z, we are making a lot of improvements, and we see these problems. But sometimes we need to be reminded of these problems. That's why I make these videos because it's 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 not always the most important thing that we have when it comes to parents. I think. Um, as future parents, I think we think of like, oh, getting a child a good education, good lifestyle, but we don't think about these small details in their life that play a huge role in their lives. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it all builds up too. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on to our next question. Do you think that living under this perceived stigma has any association with the great amount of mental health issues that we see specifically in the South Asian community? Um, I think it depends from person to person. Uh, I would say that a lot of Indian females or Desi females have slowly coped with their 
problems. Like it might be, an, it, I think it's a very early mental health problem, like during middle school and early high school. But when I see people my age, I don't think it's the most um, prevalent problem because uh, a lot of them have already dealt with that. So those were mental issues in the past. And once they've already dealt with that, it's 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 led to other mental mental health issue problems that parents don't think about and it's it's mostly related i'd say it's most related to school and um um how they see parents are so strict about school so ingrained that like you need to get grades you need to you need to go to college you need to become a doctor an engineer and like it seems like a very big stereotype but it's actually very true like that's what indian parents want um if I say I was going into an art major, my parent, my dad would probably let me, but like my mom would be like, "Why an art major?" But um, that's one of the main reasons of mental health issues, and I think it's it's also has like the the strictness of studying has also do with just strictness in general of Desi parents and how strict they are on their kids sometimes. Like uh, a lot of Desi parents don't let their kids go out or like have some fun with. Them friends because they think they're all they're going to do drugs and stuff by then alcohol when majority of the time like yeah like that action that strictness leads to them doing drugs and doing more uh, alcohol because they want to be um rebellious i guess mm-hmm. but if you just let them have a little bit of freedom then they'll probably be able to if they are going to do these drugs they're going to learn how to cope with it they're going to learn how to um they're going to learn how to use it under control instead of when, like, there's, like, no freedom inside at all in high school. And then they go to college, and all of a sudden, there are all these party animals, and then they overdose, and then they, they yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. But there needs to be this um, balance in Indian society that needs to exist um, of freedom and strictness. I'm not saying that. I think, I think the Indian... Um, way of teaching or the Desi way of teaching is very, very good and also very, very bad because if we look at statistically, a lot of Indians are very successful. They have the top grades they have. They go to Ivy Leagues. 35% of like um, all like universities have um, top Indian students. So the education is not a huge problem. It's just that they need to balance education with mental health and with also some freedom so that like it's all it all evens out yeah i I would definitely agree with that and i feel like personally i've grown up with um a good relationship with my parents um we're very communicative with each other uh like we we have a very like mutual trusting uh situation so i i personally they trust me to make good decisions but i know that in a lot of houses it's not like that and i think you know like not talking about women's health and not talking about like stigmatized issues kind of leads into this idea of oh my parents didn't even like talk about this and you know they're so strict and they're not giving yeah, me freedom absolutely like and also ties into like relationships like during high school like a lot of kids are looking for a relationship and um yeah. they when when they find someone they are tend to be like oh i can't tell my parents now because um i don't want to get yelled at or like they're gonna be like no you can't do this it's against our religion or it's against our belief like all that stuff so right uh, that also ties into it yeah for sure 
Um, all right, moving into a bit of a different direction. Another community that faces a lot of discrimination in the South Asian community is the LGBTQIA community. So what do you think about the stigma um, in the South Asian community and why do you think it's there? Again, it's the it's, it's the same thing about with mental health, like uh, with females, uh, um, females health. It's it's colonization. When thousands of years ago, when Hindus lived in India, they or like the original Hindus lived in India, LGBTQ people were worshipped. Like we look at our gods and we see like like we have transgender gods, we have bi gods, like and mm-hmm. like Shiv. Like are you are you? Hindu? Are you sick? Yeah, I'm Hindu. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we see like Shiv take the root of, uh, or like the uh, the incarnation of uh, his own wife, and that it symbolizes how the the inner um, Kundalini or like the inner femi- feminist powers that we have, and how that can take over us, which leads, which can lead to like all these LGBTQ like plus um, feelings and that's talked about Hinduism. So LGBTQ plus is, is definitely promoted and is definitely accepted in Hinduism. But we see this problem in today's society that LGBTQ people are not seen as uh, as normal people in Indian society, but it's getting better. Like I, I see it that, um, that early on, like uh, the rules in India about, um, about LGBTQ were very strict but slowly it's in, it's getting a lot better like now um they're able to have relationships there they're able to uh i think get married too now i don't think it's illegal to get married now which is which is amazing because it shows that india is making improvements and slowly if once india makes improvements indian society will make improvements gen z i've already seen this like they're gonna make improvements but our parents are looking at this too they're looking at indian society and indian news and they're they're feeling a little bit more of an acceptance that LGBTQ plus, therefore they they will feel more accept um, they will have more of an acceptance towards the LGBTQ plus community as well. So I think that um, colonization has destroyed Indian society and uh, Hindu culture into this um, very horrible aspect that, that we face. Yeah, for sure, and also I'm. If I'm not wrong, I believe Krishna also um, shown gender fluidity in the Mahabharata and other books yeah, along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I need to do obviously more research. Like I have, I'm not like an expert on Hinduism. I love to talk about it, but I'm I'm not a normal expert. So I always love to learn. There are some um, a lot of good uh, Hindu creators on the app, like Love uh, Patel. He's very uh, mm-hmm. inspirational about his work. So. Yeah. For sure. And there's there's so many aspects of inclusivity that, you know, we just don't look at just because society automatically, the short answer is no, it's not something that we look upon. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, so moving on to our next question, do you think feelings of rejection that people would face in the LGBTQ community um, causes severe effects on their mental health absolutely it's like i see this a lot where like parents do not accept lgbtq in indian society like um just looking at it like i i don't think 
I, it's very rare, especially on TikTok. Like, I get most of my Desi information on TikTok. Like, I'll be honest. Like, especially about our about our American Desi community, and looking at it, it's very, very rare to see a Desi parent, um, except an LGBTQ plus child. And that has a huge acceptance. Is one of, acceptance from parents has a huge uh, mental health. Um, how do I work this? Um, has a huge toll on mental health. And if you if you don't feel accepted by your parents, then who are you supposed to go to? Like your friends, yes, obviously, but your parents are supposed to be there with you for like your whole life. Um, yeah. And they're supposed to be the ones that always accept you when your friends might not, or when your when your other other uh, colleagues or acquaintances might not. So that does lead to a lot of mental health problems especially when you're living with your parents all the time so yeah it's it's like an environment thing and i i do want to just specify like being part of that community is not a choice you can't you don't you can't change how you feel and who you love exactly. or who you want yeah. to be and, yeah. and it's, a, it's a lot hard. of um like i remember uh when i'm on like i have a lot of friends that um that are uh, muslim and they talk about um, they talk about uh, Islam in their videos, and I see like they tell like uh, like I have a friend who's like, oh no, LGBTQ plus is is it's not even talked about in Islam. And then there's a lot of people also saying that uh, there's like this story in Islam that like um, someone banished or like killed uh, millions of LGBTQ people. And what some people say is that LGBTQ um, you you can have those feelings, but you can't act upon them. Um, and some just say that it's not even mentioned and I think that um, it's important that if you have a religious belief like that that um, LGBTQ plus uh, should you shouldn't act upon them then the least you can do is support them supporting doesn't mean that um, you you necessarily agree with their beliefs it means that you agree that they should have basic human rights and I think every human regardless of anything regardless of um religion culture um identity um gender identity they should all have equal rights as humans um and it shouldn't be a matter of religion right so you can believe whatever you want to believe but at the end of the day you should support uh the community absolutely and religion also is like most religions that i do know about um that have a similar you know problem not problem but a similar like issue where they're like oh our you know our religion doesn't support it but i don't know what to do yeah it, it's, it's a lot of the abrahamic faiths i'd say i think like right. a lot of people say that the three abrahamic faiths are very um like against lgbtq like i'm not an expert in them so like i'm not saying that they they don't accept them but i'm saying that um a lot of people a lot of uh people that i've talked to have stated that they don't accept them right um and, and know, i've seen a lot of dharmic religions as well like uh sikhi sikhism Mm -hmm. um it's mixed feelings too like i see a lot of people saying that um like i myself like my parents do follow sikhi as well mm -hmm. um but we've never really discussed this topic so I, I don't really have an opinion on it and how uh uh like sikhi uh views lgbtq um but i would say that they are lgbtq plus friendly so but i'm not i don't quote me on it like i feel like people are gonna get mad if they hear me saying this and then they're gonna like no that's not true so I mean, at the end of the day, I think most religions that we are talking about right now all want to spread the same message, which is spreading love and, you know, 
being peaceful or exactly. you know learning to love everyone yeah. and just i yes. feel like having that general theme just keeping that in mind when you're thinking about other people is probably the best way to go because i don't think anyone deserves to be not included just because your religion says otherwise um and exactly. i'm sure everyone in the lgbtq plus community will respect all religions um as long as they're not being you know told that yeah, they don't belong in absolutely. the world mm-hmm. um all right moving on to our next question this is kind of a, a very wishy-washy question but what do you think is the first step for people who are really scared to come out to their south asian family um, i mean there's not much we would know that's a, but yeah um like i'm not i'm not a part of the lgbtq community but um I think I think maybe like think reach out to your friends, would, you know. That may Yeah, help. I mean, but like coming out to the South Asian community like or like families in general, if you know that your parents aren't accepting of them, then Indian parents will love you no matter what, or like most of them. Um like speaking from experience, speaking from my like whole my whole Indian family and um like even though they might not uh they might not like your actions sometimes they'll always still accept you and uh even if they like even if they seem like they don't they'll always have a special spot for you so i think it's it's not a matter of how you do it but it's a matter of when you do it and i think it's not if you if you already know that you're part of the lgbtq plus community in high school i think you should wait until you're an independent adult and um then you should take the mature decision of whether you should tell them or not or whether you should split away from your parents or either like be like give them two options either accept me for who I am or don't accept me and I, I'm not going to associate with you anymore and like obviously I don't I don't know how to do this because um, I'm not I, I, I'm not an expert at this uh, and I'm not a member of the LGBTQA community so I think the best way to do it is by taking advice from someone who already has gone through this right. and they could probably guide you the best way so like um don't take my advice probably take someone i would i would there's a lot of like lgbtq plus uh people that are mature like there's Ruxian on the app and he has gone through a lot um and he always advocates for lgbtq plus people so yeah he, he could definitely uh help you guys i know he's very um approachable too so yes for sure i agree um all right so moving on to our next question what do you think parents or family members could do to be more accepting in your opinion like a lot of us talk about as gen z about like making change in our own house before you know talking about it outside of our house so what do you think is a good step for people who are listening in um i think it's just talking about in your family i think it's important that we destroy this conservative ideology that LGBTQ people are the same or like it's it's like when i even say the word gay around my parents they think it's a bad word so it's like kind of destroying that stigma of the words associated with it and almost um destroying that and teaching them about it teaching about their own religion how their own religion teaches them to accept them right mm-hmm. and um we follow this very uh pseudo hinduism in american society today we go to the temple we pray but like we we don't understand the true meaning behind Hinduism sometimes. So and I think that's we're we're um, following another colonized version of Hinduism. We're not following the original version of Hinduism, and I think that's led to a lot of problems in our society. And eventually, we need to 
uh, go back to the original state of Hinduism that we were uh, practicing thousands of years ago. And we need to bring that back. And once we do, I think Indian parents will be a lot more accepting of, of their children. And it's this very slow process, but we can do it slowly. So. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's taken so many years for it to be so opposite. It's going to take a while for it to go back to where it was. But once it gets there, I think it will be a great place for everyone who feels left out right now. All right, so this is our last question. Just do you have any other pieces of advice or important things you'd like to bring up concerning the LGBTQIA community or women's health? Um, my, my best advice is if you're, if you're a Hindu or if you're, you follow any sort of religion, um, I would give uh, a Hindu, like read a Hindu book, read like, read the the vedas or read read the bhagavad gita because you do not need to change the hindus you don't need to convert because there's no such thing as converting to hindus but just look into it understand another perspective a different religion or if you even follow or if you are a hindu then dive deeper into hinduism because you will find so many things in it and it'll just broaden your view on the entire planet like Personally, um, I had a very, I would say, like growing up, I had also had a very conservative view on this plan, uh, on this world, about this world, and um, like about uh, LGBTQ, about uh, abortions, etc. And Hinduism really changed my perspective on everything. And when we look at it, like it's it's just so it's so humbling to read about it. It's it it helps you destroy the inner ego that's within. I think that's one of the biggest things that uh, we all need to learn as as human beings. So that's my biggest advice: read a Hindu book. And uh, well, I don't advise the Manushmriti. That that's a horrible book because it's not really a Hindu book. It's a it's like a foreign concept, but it's it's integrated in Hinduism and it's led to a lot of problems. But don't read that one. I advise the Bhagavad Gita, the Vedas, uh, Shiv Puran, or any of those. They're all pretty good. Shiv Puran's good. I've read that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Ish, do you want to shout out your social media before we stop? Um, sure. My Instagram is um, Ish underscore M, E-E-S-H underscore M. Uh, TikTok is, I think, the same thing, but with a dot, so E-E-S-H dot M. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really care about social media. Like, you, I just talk about um, stuff just because, like, I know it needs to be talked about, but I generally don't care about it. So, but thank you for having me, and I appreciate it. No, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. And thank you guys for listening in. I hope you guys have a great day.